This is episode 107 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be talking about how to cope with travel fear post-pandemic. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey Christian Travelers, I am so glad that you're here because today we're going to be talking about what it looks like after the pandemic to really re-enter into society, kind of move back to what used to be some of the norms of life and what that even looks like in travel. Uh, But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources. And of course, you can find out about some of our upcoming retreats, which you can join us for. And we'll also have resources for our Ultimate Travel Kit, a faith-based travel curriculum that can go alongside any trip or itinerary. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Now, I want to start off by saying I am not an expert on this topic. And if you have anxiety, depression, um, just general fear as things return back to normal, please note that I respect that, I understand that, and I really encourage you to seek counseling um, and seek others to come around and support you. Additionally, I want to say that I am not an expert um, in when it's time and okay for you and safe for you to travel. That is truly up to you. It is not uh, this travel agency's push in any way to change your perceptions. We just want to offer you some tools and skills to think through and process what that means in your life. Lastly, I also want to say that I want to respect in this conversation everyone's view on COVID. And I know some of you have lost loved ones. Um, Some of you have lost jobs. There's a lot of things that have been impacted by COVID and everyone's experience is different. So in the process of sharing some tools, I want to acknowledge that I'm praying for you and in no way do I intend this to Um, be discouraging for anyone. So uh, what I did was I actually went online and I started googling some things about travel and this question of what it looks like, how do we deal with the mental health crisis that surrounded this pandemic. In, In truth, oftentimes when there's been things in the past, Ebola, um, SARS, different pandemics, they've had a different influence because of social media. As we've become a more electronic society, the perception of fear has changed and influenced in new ways. Good, bad, otherwise, fear has a larger influence due to social media presence. And God designed fear, right? He designed it so that When we see something alarming, when the red flags go off, we can protect ourselves because we see a dangerous situation. If uh, you were walking through the wilderness and there was a pack of coyotes and you see them coming towards you, you're probably going to do something to distance yourself. 
um, make yourself look larger or call for help. And that is because you have fear, you assess the situation, and you move forward. And the same thing's happening in this pandemic. We are seeing a situation. We have been given information electronically through things that we've witnessed, what's going on in our own communities, what restrictions are being put in place, and we're assessing how it's best to respond. And I understand every community is different, every situation is different, so fear and things look different. Now, I found this really interesting article that is assessing travel fear, specifically the concept of how are we going to move back into travel from a mental health perspective, and how are we coping? It raised some really interesting questions. This article, it was called Self-Protection, Coping, and Resilience Against Pandemic Travel Fear by Danny Zhang, as best I can pronounce his name. Um, And this study was done in China with 1,235 participants, and it was within 1% difference of male and female, so almost 50-50%. 44% of these individuals were under the age of 34, and almost 48% were between the ages of 35 to 49. There weren't too many um, older individuals in this study. And this research was actually done within the last two months, March 8th to the 23rd, um, is when the study was out. And 45% of these uh, individuals that responded were in high COVID density areas, um, cities where there was a lot of COVID. So based on all of this research that they compiled, they were trying to assess if fear is really a great motivator for self-protection, how it, um, how fear is playing a part in how we go move forward, and what is influencing that fear. Um, because this is normally when a traumatic situation happens, it's kind of isolated. It's a small group of people that have experienced it, and we normally send them all to the counselor or some kind of psychological therapy to really process a traumatic situation. But how do we apply that in a health recovery process for a whole population? And so that's kind of what they're trying to discover in relation to what does that look like in travel. And so they took a look at a number of different coping strategies, problem-focused coping, self-supported emotional coping, social-supported emotional coping, and disengagement coping, which at some point I have to say you've probably done all of them. (laughs) Like, have you disengaged from social media just to try and ignore that the problem exists? You've just been over-inundated with information. In fact, it's been recommended in some sense to disengage at least for periods of time so that like fear, anxiety, and stress like isn't totally consuming you. Social support would look like what is the community, whether in person or virtually, that you have surrounded yourself with to deal with the situation. And likely for you, it's been a smaller group than maybe you would normally have. Self-supported emotional coping is how do you process things on your own? How do you deal with your emotions and cope on your own? And the problem-focused coping is looking at how do you take a situation, assess it, and process it, and then take action. 
So they took a look at all of these and how they play a role. And what they found was that those in highly dense COVID areas had less fear, nervousness, and anxiety about travel than those from average COVID levels. They, they actually had three different bars. So like highly dense, average, and then low COVID areas. And low COVID areas still had less fear, anxiety, and nervousness about travel than its brothers. But overall, those in average dense areas had the highest fear, anxiety, and nervousness. So I found that kind of interesting. And then they asked everyone, when do you feel like you will be okay to travel? And what they found is that most people planned that it ranged all the way from, you know, right away after all the restrictions dropped to um, a year or so out. And the majority of the people said most plan to travel four to six months after travel restrictions. But if they were individuals with less travel fear um, and nervousness and anxiety, they plan to travel in as little as one to three months. But when asked, okay, cruises, group tours, self-driving trips, where where are you falling in all of this? Majority said that self-driving tours is the way that they plan to at least initially start travel. And that actually ends up with some other things I found about how to deal with re-entry anxiety and getting back into those norms and routines. So what they found, if you can make a little diagram of this whole thing was that threat severity, so how how dire the situation actually is, versus threat susceptibility, how they perceive the situation, is what combines to create this identification of pandemic travel fear. And then either that immediately leads towards travel avoidance altogether, or you go through one of the coping strategies or you go into protective motivation where you're just focused on protecting yourself or protecting others and loved ones. If you go to the protective one, you're going to just avoid travel altogether. And that pretty much ends the processing. But for others, they kind of go through the coping strategies. Okay, can I disengage from the situation? What kind of social support can I get? What kind of self-emotional support can I get? What kind of problem-focused coping skills can I apply? And then this develops their resilience. This develops their resilience to the travel fear and um, can lead to them doing cautious travel. This is not just full-blown travel. They have perceived the situation and they've made a decision from that. So as someone who is looking to travel again, um, where are you falling? How are you processing? And I want to give you some skills and tools to kind of assess your travel fears uh, for what they are and how to kind of plan out where you're at. And I know I just said that there's like this four to six months and one to three months for traveling and all of that, but this this was a study done in China. And as we know, they have cultural difference in norms than America, than Australia, than a lot of other places. So your perception may still be even different than this. In kind of conclusion of this study, they said that people are more likely to rely on themselves versus others in post-pandemic travel. They're going to rely on themselves to make those assessments, and that's good. God has blessed us with brains um, and skills to be able to process things, 
But some of us, our anxiety is going to look a little different. So how do we deal with that? And we'll get to that in a moment. Are you looking for a faith-based resource for your next travel adventure? Look no further than the Ultimate Travel Kit. This kit includes activities and supplies for large group, small group, and individual travel devotions. It is great for ages high school through retired adults, and it is very easy for leaders to incorporate around any travel itinerary. For more information, go to christiantravelers.net forward slash ultimate travel kit. From this, they said that we can really assess on an emotional level that fear is a big impact will have a big impact on post-pandemic travel and they've seen in the past with Ebola and SARS and other things that travel can take a long time to actually happen again. People may avoid specific cities for up to a year or or countries up to a year after a pandemic even if numbers and stats show otherwise. Now we probably have more information in the present than we used to and so their recommendation for anyone in the tourist industry was to really make clear how people can be safe when traveling, to show real-time COVID stats of specific locations and scenarios, and to teach problem-focused and emotional-focused skills, how to be able to cope and process with things. Because post-pandemic, we really do have to deal with the mental health aspect. And we're going to dive into that in a second. But so then this caused me to ask some other questions because I know travel is just one aspect of this anxiety and fear that a lot of people are experiencing. What I found on one of the Washington Post pages was this re-entry fear. Re-entry being it's been a long time since things have been quote-unquote normal and so this other life, this kind of hidden away life has become normal and so there's now anxiety about going back to being in social situations, about traveling with others, just some of the things that we haven't done in a long time, going into restaurants, going on public transportation, there's just a re-entry anxiety. And so what I found was in this article, they really talked about um, this concept of exposure therapy. Okay, so you have this idea that, you know, in seven months you want to go on a retreat, you want to go do something that's going to require you to fly, but that seems way too big and overwhelming right now. So what do you do now in preparation for that to kind of re-expose yourself? How can you look for a smaller thing to try? Can you fly to a shorter, closer destination? Can you be around people that you're familiar with? Can you go to a restaurant that you're familiar with? Stay in a Airbnb and then stay at a little bed and breakfast inn and then work your way up to a hotel. What little things can you slowly expose yourself to as you work towards this bigger picture? And then if there's a fear that's really bothering you, how can you identify it and what its like true core issue is? On the surface, it might look like one thing, but um, all these little mini fears, what is the core concern and how can you practice addressing it? And in that process, it's really tempting, so say you choose to do these small trips and kind of work up to a big one, rather than 
focusing on the the what ifs, something that is so tempting, I know, because I totally end up there a lot of the times. What if this happens? And what if that happens? And you, you know, part of being able to cope is to have a problem solving process. So you're, you're coming up with all these what if scenarios, and you're coming up with all these strategies you're going to implement. But then in the end, it could totally end up stopping you and causing you to avoid travel altogether. So what small thing can you tackle? What is within your comfort zone to begin to not get stuck on the what ifs? And then another thing they talked about is a lot of us during this pandemic have gained weight. We haven't slept well. Um, we have new stresses. Like our mental and physical health is not at its best. And for some people that leads to shame, guilt, and avoidance of others. And Satan loves us to be there avoiding others, but that's not where God wants us to be. So one of the first things you got to do is just practice moving past it. And that means putting yourself out there around other people and it's not going to feel comfortable. It's not going to feel great. But the more times you do it, it's a skill that can be learned so that you can learn, hey, you know, my perception of myself, this guilt, this shame, it's not, it's not from God. and I am capable of going back out there. So these are just a bunch of random things, but um, I want to just offer a few tips as you head back out, and that is how to deal with emotional coping and problem solving. So first of all, emotional coping, um, when your emotions are going crazy, how do you process for me, one of my favorite things is journaling. Taking the time to write down what I'm thinking can sometimes make clarity to the fuzz. Um, and if I start it with Dear God and then I write it all down and then go back and reread it, I can see him in there going, this fear is not for me. This anxiety is not for me. I want you to perceive this situation differently. And this is how. And it it just changes the situation. Another thing is is meditation, spending time in God's word, prayer, um, just lifting up your concerns to him is so important and he's there to listen and to help. Um, another thing is reframing a situation, um, saying I will never be able to do this again, saying I'll never lose the weight, I'll never be able to travel again, um, I'm always going to be in a dangerous situation if I do. Those are really big statements saying never and always is implying that God is not capable. Saying never, like the situation you were in when you were 10, that really, whatever really stressed you out, I don't know, maybe there was a bully at school or, you know, you never thought you were going to understand English, like language class. I don't know. Um, and so that situation is no longer where you're at. And now you have different stressors. So whatever situation you're in right now, you can reframe it and say, okay, right now, I don't feel comfortable. Right now, this is my situation. But you don't know 10 years from now what that's going to look like. And then positive thinking, um, just trying to always have an optimistic view on things. I mean, it's really easy to get super negative, but um, showing a more ideal or positive view on things is great. From a problem-solving perspective, just walk through a situation. You can identify a problem. So say you typically become fearful in a certain situation. Well, what's causing that fear? When is that fear triggered? Is it around certain people? Is it in certain environments? 
and how are you feeling in that situation? And then can it change? What can you control in that situation? And then brainstorm. Realistic, unrealistic, what does that look like to address it? And then select one solution. Think it through. Even the best brainstorm idea needs a little bit of tweaking. Um, Think it through how it can look. And then put into action. uh, See what happens. And then, again, reflect on the end result. So those are some things that you can put into place as you deal with the fears and anxiety of travel and of re-entering into different situations. A couple Bible verses that I just want to touch on from Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadows of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And so no matter what's around you, you you may be exposing yourself to some dangers, but you have to acknowledge that the Lord is also there amongst those things. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with surging. No matter what fearful thing is in, in your way, we need not fear, for we know our Lord is capable. And one of my favorites, and one that I think the Lord really put on my heart for this season, is Hebrews 11. Now faith is the confidence in the things we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that this universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And then it goes into, like, I'm actually working on memorizing this whole chapter, and it goes and it retells the story of all of these important leaders in history who grew in their faith with the Lord, and as a result, we're just moving forward in this season, and it's good to recall those past moments with the Lord. So, um, I hope this gives you some food for thought as you consider travel post-pandemic. I know this is a really weird time to announce it uh, in this episode, but one of the things it said was four to six months, a lot of people are feeling, will feel comfortable traveling again. And uh, if, say, in seven months, you would be interested in traveling, we have a retreat we're planning in Florida, and you are welcome to join us. We're also planning one in January, so in nine months, in the Dominican Republic. And you can find more information on our website at christiantravelers.net forward slash upcoming retreats. If you are one of the individuals dealing with travel fear, I respect that. I understand But if this is something of interest to you and you want to get there, take some of these concepts and ideas into practice and start making steps. Start taking baby trips and things so that we can come together as a community. I'm very excited to gather together with others who share our love for the Lord and our love for travel and get to do some exciting retreats. Our theme, of course, will be recline at the table. We'll be talking about how to... Um, rest in God's presence, be rejuvenated after um, a season 
of this pandemic and how to kind of go back into a life for the Lord in this new season. So um, check out that information. We would love for you to join us. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it helpful in any way, please share this with a friend, with an aunt, with an uncle. Our goal this year is to have 100 reviews just because we believe that the Lord is using our content to encourage other travelers. And the more people that review and like our content, the more people that will get to see it. So please help us reach that goal. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.